Hi there. Our first story of the week is about RuPaul's Drag Race star Nina West's partnership with Nickelodeon and Blue's Clues. Celebration of Pride, Blue's Clues did an animated sing-along with the drag queens to promote inclusion and acceptance among children, as well as educating them on the LGBTQ community. In this video, Wes dons a pink wig and rainbow dress as she sings about all the letters and identities represented under the queer umbrella, including lesbian, non-binary, trans, asexual, pansexual, and bisexual family members. It's a really cute video that ends with a nice message. Love is love is love, you see, and everyone should love proudly. But some detractors aren't too proud of the love on display. Many, including author Ali Beth Stuckey, have come out against Blue's Clues, Nickelodeon, and West for using children as unconsenting subjects in a leftist social experiment. Like, wow, how dangerous. We're educating children on different types of people in society. We're so evil. Yeah, very, truly so evil. Nina West had this response to the backlash. What I love about my collaboration with Nickelodeon and Blues Clues and you is that we celebrate everyone that makes up our LGBTQIA plus community. It reminds us all that we are integral for the fight for equality. My job is not only to provide a space for celebration and fun, but to reiterate specifically to my community that LGBTQIA plus are valid, worthy, and perfect the way they are. I will always continue to choose kindness and positivity and lead with love while educating people on LGBTQIA plus issues and equality. Happy Pride. You know, I, I really love this sentiment from the Drag Race Queen who won Best Congeniality during her season. Always with poison class does Nina West strut past ignorant bigots. And she's also from my hometown of Columbus, so nothing but love and respect for her. And are we surprised by this backlash? No, not at all. Whenever we try and educate children on acceptance and equality, conservatives come out of the woodwork to talk about some morally corrupt agenda. What's morally corrupt is teaching children hate and ignorance that turns children to bullies who treat other human beings like subhuman because of the hate from people like Ali Beth Stuckey. And what kind of name is that anyways? Ali Beth? That sounds more like an antebellum American girl doll. Hey, play with her kids. She comes with matching parasol, slavery, and lots and lots of hate. And we won't even go near her last name. <laughs> it's too easy. Anyways, thank you all for joining us. This is the Queerly News. Welcome to the Queerly News. I'm Lena. And I'm Nick. Kicking off Pride Month on Tuesday, President Biden issued a proclamation to the United States and to the LGBTQ community. In his proclamation, Biden recognizes June as Pride Month and honors the struggles and achievements our community has made to be proud. After years of Trump not acknowledging the LGBTQ community during Pride, this is a welcome change from an administration committed to doing right by us queers. And also kicking off pride in fashion, Rihanna. On Tuesday, Rihanna's fashion brand Fenty announced its pride collection, stating as part of the collection, the brand is making a flat donation of $250,000 to the distributed between five organizations, 
the Audrey Lord Project, the Caribbean Equality Project, Inc., GLAD, and Trans-Latin Coalition and Wellness Center. The donations are being made in partnership with Rihanna's Claire Leonel Foundation, and the collection includes boxers, garter belts, demi-bras, and bralettes, to smoking jackets and the brand's first jock straps. The pieces are all labeled as all gender. Sizing ranges from XS to 3X and 38 to 42 each. And prices start at $16.95 and go up to $69.95, which is not too bad. Yeah. What we love about Rihanna is that she puts her money where her mouth is and has always been inclusive in her fashion lines. Body positivity and gender neutrality are great steps forward for an accessible and fashionable brand founded by an absolute icon. She truly is a friend of the family. And that, corporations, is how you do rainbow money. Yes. In other Pride Collection news, the San Francisco Giants announced a Pride Collection of their own. In a statement made on Tuesday, the Giants announced their pride in standing with the LGBTQ plus community, becoming the first major league baseball team to wear pride colors on their uniforms. Proceeds from each special event ticket sold for the Giants game against the Cubs Saturday will be donated to San Francisco Pride. This is a huge move from a team in the MLB, an organization that has yet to announce its own support of Pride. But honestly, it's about time the Giants stood with us. The city is literally the gay mecca of the world, and it took this long. That's sports for you. Nothing that I would ever understand. Someone who isn't celebrating Pride? The infamous Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Wicked Witch of Drab, signed on to a bill with fellow other Republicans that would ban the flying of Pride flags at the U.S. embassies. Although the bill is unlikely to pass, Greene made it clear she views the Pride flag and the BLM flag as hate America flags because somehow Pride and caring for Black lives is anti-American. Just more hateful nonsense by an unqualified individual. But she's in great company with that bill. Turns out Matt Gates is also a major supporter of the bill. Great company you keep, Marjorie. Yes, she truly is for America's values. On Monday, Twitter user at retro underscore Ushi underscore tweeted out that a boat filled with bigots blew up on Moses Lake in Washington after harassing the user's family for having pride flags on their boat choosing to race around their boat and launch homophobic slurs at the family. After the explosion, the family that was attacked actually saved the homophobic bigots, but they will forever live in infamy because an accompanying video on TikTok has already amassed over 2.6 million likes. And that's what we call karma. And also, thank you, queer gods. Let this be a lesson. Don't think about coming after us during Pride. We have the power of whichever God that you practice and nature on your side. Our main story today is about the history of NYC Pride and the relationship with the NYPD in light of the news that NYPD will be banned from NYC Pride till 2025. Now, to begin telling this story, in history, we have to go back further than the Stonewall Inn riots when every queer person throughout the country was shamed, locked up, and brutalized by a callous and cruel police force. In 1969, a typical police raid turned into an act of resistance against the police by drag queens, trans individuals, and other queers. 
That act of defiance resulted in protests and marches that we call the times of gay liberation. And we fought against the police even after Stonewall, especially in our present times. For years, many non-mainstream queer activist groups have spoken out in defiance of having uniform cops as a part of Pride. They recognize what Pride was born out of and see police brutality that marginalized members of the queer community face every day. With the Black Lives Matters movement, the pressure to contract private security or community security has been felt by many mainstream queer organizations. In 2017, four Black Lives Matter queer protesters were arrested for protesting at Pride for their use of police force and for being capitalistically driven. And New York City isn't the only city to remove cops from Pride. Many cities in the past have banned cops from Pride events, and this year, cities such as Denver have banned cops from involvement also. That is why NYC Pride won't have any uniformed police officers. Understanding that the community-based security is the future for all of us, mainstream Pride organizers want to reflect the shifting ideology of our community. This doesn't mean that queer police officers are banned from participating, but they must do so out of uniform. One vocal member of the opposition, Brian Downey, an openly gay detective, had this to say. I understand that we're not everybody's favorite people. I respect that. I understand that there are people that have experienced things that I haven't experienced in my life. I'm very aware of it. And I try to maintain the maximum level of sensitivity to that. But there's still the belief that uniformed queer officers deserve to march in uniform and be a part of the event. The thing is, if the uniform is an important part of celebrating pride as a queer police officer, then isn't that cop a contradiction? We have to go up against the uniform every day to protect our queer brothers and sisters. How could a cop who is queer think that showing pride in their uniform can coincide in their pride for their queerness? Instead of feeling left out and shunned, understand why your presence makes others feel unsafe when you're supposed to serve and protect. Understand that your uniform is not an identity, but a symbol of oppression that is abuse and killed members of your queer community. Show your pride in your identity and your community by marching, but do it out of uniform. Do it out of respect for the men and women and them that have lost their lives to a badge. Like we mentioned in our previous episode, community-based security and first responders are what will keep us safest during the events that celebrate who we are. It's a move that many communities are trying to accomplish as an everyday service instead of relying on police or going as far as having a police-free zone. This is a new system that will take time to make it a well-run one. But one thing is certain, we don't want cops that are this because they protect us less than they abuse us. All right, that's our show. Stay tuned next week for another episode of The Queerly News. This has been Nick and Lena. Stay safe and stay queer. Thank you.